This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Two Robbies Podcast, your destination for in-depth discussion and analysis of the Premier League, the Champions League, and the Europa League as well. I'm Robbie Musto, he's Robbie Earl, and here are today's topics. Manchester City putting the champagne for their title celebrations back on ice after several controversial incidents shaped the outcome of Chelsea's 2-1 victory. Manchester United nearly giving the title to City until their second half comeback again against Aston Villa. A shake-up in the top four race after losses from Leicester, West Ham and Spurs have opened the door for Liverpool following their win over Southampton. And Arsenal send West Brom to the Championship as the Baggies are officially relegated. That's what we've got coming up in today's show. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. All right, Rob. Um, another weekend. More stories. Mm. Manchester <laughs> City is the first game we're going to talk about, Rob. There's a ton of games, obviously, as normal. Yeah. Uh, Manchester City 1, Chelsea 2. Goals from... Hakim Ziyech and Marcus Alonso, late, late, late. Got all three points for Chelsea. Frustrations everywhere um, on the City bench with Pep Guardiola going mad with a couple of decisions um, that maybe went against them. We'll have a we'll chat yeah. about those. Um, lots of changes, though, Rob, for Man City. And, and I looked at the yeah. lineup and I thought, well, he expected lots of changes. And when I look at the midfield and Ferran Torres and Ryan Sterling played alongside mm-hmm. Rodri, very different. Uh, you know, I didn't think they looked as grooved, particularly early on. And Chelsea, yeah. you know, and this goes back to the squads, Rob. The, the, my, my main kind of thought going into this game was the reason these two are in the Champions League final and the reason that there's no really injury issues at these two football clubs is I would probably say, and I'll get your get your take on it as well, are these two clubs got the best squads in the Premier League? Of course, granted Man United of yeah. the second second best team and and they've they've improved throughout but in the, I just feel like with rotations and different players coming into their teams these two have done it really really well and the benefit 
um, the Chelsea had, I thought, in this particular game is that they're so grooved in the system that mm. players that don't normally play can come in. There's fewer of them for, for Chelsea. And they're just more grooved in the way that they play, where Man City, yep, they rotate and it's a great squad. But, you know, it's not as though the, the system is always the same. It's Pep's kind of philosophy to change and to, to tactically mm. tweak all the time. And I just thought, you know, of the two teams that had a few changes, Chelsea looked a little bit more comfortable in their setup. And obviously they went on and to win the game as well. Yeah, it was interesting to see Chelsea go as a back um, for Man City to go as a back three, yeah. Rob, which I thought might be a precursor to, to Pep. Kind of testing out how that works against the system of, of, of Chelsea with maybe the two number 10s underneath a, a false nine. Uh, it was a different look uh, up front for Chelsea, as you say. So it was Werner with Ziyech and, and Pulisic. Uh, Kai Havertz was, was on, on the bench. Mason Mount didn't start for, for, for one of the few times. I thought Chelsea's, I think you're right in terms of what I would call the depth of those two squads. I think, mm. I think them along with... With Liverpool, when they've got all their fit players, they should have an extra depth that the others don't have. It's something Manchester United is playing catch-up on in terms of getting their best 11 and then the next sort of five, six players after that. I think it's something that Spurs don't have deep enough in terms of, of their ranks, um, you know, for, if we're talking about the big six teams. But I, I, I was quite... I, I liked the way Chelsea approached the game. I thought Gilmore and Kante gave... Man City some problems in midfield that drew Torres and, and Sterling in a little bit with, with Rodri and at times they were having to do a lot more defensive work than get on the ball. I'll tell you what, what epitomised it to me, Rob, is we, obviously we have the tactical camera in, in, the, uh, in the studio and you could see Pep for the first 20, 25 minutes. All he was doing was talking to players and pulling mm. them around and getting them going and it was like, oh, you know, this is a bit of a test, this one for Man City. Mm. And um, mm. you know, they were having to work it out which I thought was uh, was interesting. Thomas Tuchel has is, 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 is definitely taken a step forward with this group, not just in the results, but there's a bit more poise. There's a bit of like, not swagger, but there's a bit of confidence about the way they go about their business now. And I, I have to say, I was impressed with, with Chelsea, certainly the opening stages of the game. I thought they were giving um, Manchester City mm. one or two problems tactically. I just have one player I want to talk about, Rob, a little bit for Chelsea. That's Timo Werner. Now, of course, he hasn't been as successful, I think, or as potent or as prolific as people expected, given his, his history and his goals record. But I've got to say, I'm, I, I, I do warm to him, Rob, because mm. he's a menace. He's a menace. He's, he's, a, he's a difficult guy to handle and to look after. His runs, by the way, from centre to in-behind defenders in the little channels, the little runs he gets in behind, he's doing it all the time. And... You know, he hasn't gotten the goal numbers yet, obviously, that you'd expect. But still, you know, setting up goals again in this game, which he's done many, many times. Um, I just think he's... I, I don't know. I just... You, you, you think, like, some of the misses, like, is he, is he good enough um, for this team? And is he going to be the guy that's going to score, score plenty of goals? He hasn't been so far. I just wanted to give him a mention, Rob, and just sort of get yeah. your take on... He's just a difficult guy. If I'm a centre, if I was a centre back, I wouldn't want to play against him. Mm. He's offside a lot. He's frustrating. He misses some chances. He doesn't get enough goals. But there's something about him that's blimmin' annoying, and it's, there's production there because he does create and he just gets in behind and he crosses and he made goals again in this game. It's like I, I, I'm warming okay. to him. You know what I mean? I, I do, and, I, and where where I would sort of take it slightly different direction. But I think 
I think other players benefit from his runs, from yeah. his ability to stretch people, from you know his willingness to chase things down and maybe get mistakes. I just think he's one of those things. It's really interesting. So Tim and I were sitting there and we're talking about the front three and you know how it's changing. Pulisic getting a start here and you know having to make the most of opportunities. And, and Tim was sort of saying, you know, in your front three does Werner have a role underneath, let's say, one yeah. one strike and two? And I said, in some position of my three. In my best Chelsea team, Timo yeah. Werner plays. He plays in one yeah, of those positions. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, and I know the goals might not come, but he's bringing more than goals to me, Rob. As you say, if yeah. I'm, if I'm um, the Man City back, if I'm Ruben Diaz and I'm John Stones, I'm not sure I just want to keep chasing this guy. And once it's one, maybe one time I go, oh, he's going to be offside anyway. And he is, and then he gets in, or he makes yeah. one of those runs and I have to go with him. I just feel hmm. like in, in my three, if, if, if my Chelsea team to play in a Champions League final, yeah. Timo Werner's got one of the spots. Well, let's continue, mate, because it's a fascinating topic. Hmm. And, and this, is the, this is what Thomas Tuchel is wrestling with. Yeah. And I thought I heard you or Tim on the weekend say that Pulisic's in, in would be in your no, best three. That's it. Tim, Tim said Pulisic's in his was best three. Tim said, my best three for Champions League is, is Pulisic. Burner and Mount. Mount. Right. So I think what most people agree on, well, maybe not most people, but I think Werner, Mount have to play. Yeah. So it's one spot and it comes between Havertz and Pulisic. And it's exactly the same as what the manager's thinking. This game mm. from Christian Pulisic, Rob. <sighs> Havertz, is, for me, is he Rob, doing enough? Uh, have, uh, for me, I, I, if I can say just before you answer, for me, it's not, it's not, it, it's, it's Habit has to play, Mount really? has to play, Werner and Pulisic are for one spot, uh-huh. I would say. I would go the other way. I think Habit has to play, mate. What, what we've seen, the finishing and the touch and the, 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 you talked about his size giving him something else and the way he plays brings yeah. something else. I think it's, uh, there's one spot for grabs. Mount definitely plays. Yeah, I, but, for but, me, Habit plays. Yeah, I, you know what? But but Werner's pace, Rob, is different. Yeah. It's different yeah. to everybody else. So he's got to play. So I'm back on. So. I'm back on the habits and uh, Christian Pulisic, and I mean it's a it's a it's a it's a, so many good attacking players. I think I would yeah. go for Havertz. I think I would I would I would just yeah. because of the variety of performance he can give you, and 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 so I you know it's Tell frustrating. Me. And some of our listeners maybe are not going to want to mm. hear that. I just yeah. I'm just trying to explain what the manager's seeing, and I'm I'm kind of seeing it the same as that. Habit six foot two gives you different. He can play yeah. as a nine. He can play underneath. He's got a good finishing. We see his quality. So is Christian uh, as Pulisic as well. It's a very tight call, but I'm not, you know I'm not surprised or or you know that that Pulisic is on the bench. Can I throw one other reason in as well, Robin? This is part tactical, part decision, part your makeup. Christian Pulisic can come off the bench and have a bigger effect than anybody else. So that's a tactic I have as a coach. Yeah, and he's been so, using it. Yeah, if it's nil-nil and then I need him after, after mm. an hour and I can chuck him in and he can win well, me the game, that's well, great he did play. You did the other day. I'm not sure Havertz comes into the game and affects it that way. Mount possibly with his runs, but it might take him a bit of thing. Yeah. It's almost like you can chuck um, Chris, uh, Christian Pulisic on and in five minutes, he's stop-started somebody, got to the byline, cut a ball across, and you, you Which might he did. Which he did in the Champions League. That's a great tactic for me to have on, under my sleeve 
it yeah. might not be what's great for Christian Pulisic, but as a manager, yeah. Rob, I've got yeah. to do what's best for the team. No, I agree. I agree. Listen, listen Rob, let's get on to the yeah. there's some controversial, yeah. controversial um, challenges oh, and decisions yeah. in this yeah. game. I think there's three of them we want to talk about here, or things that happen in the match. Yeah. Ryan Sterling's challenge on Timover in the first half, um, yeah. kind of early in the game, and it kind of mm. slipped through a little bit, and there was not much talk about it. Um, I know that on social media, people were getting back to me, oh, hang on a minute, Sterling shouldn't have been on there. Yeah. The challenge on him, Rob, um, we've had the benefit of seeing it many, many more times. Mm. Um, I, I think he was a little lucky to get away with that. I, I think he, he flew in a little bit. The studs were a little high. He didn't make solid contact on the play, which probably helped him. But mm. if that was if a red card was given for that, I, I wouldn't have a problem with it, Rob. I thought it was, I thought it was endangering the safety of an opponent a little bit, and I thought he got away with it. See, I wasn't as strong. Uh, I thought it was. It wasn't a great challenge. I thought it was just yellow, um, with with the warning. I think VAR looked at it. I thought he got yeah. enough of the ball and not quite enough of the player. I totally get that. You know, listen. If it had been in red, it would be one of those where was it clear and obvious ever? Probably not, and red would have stood. But Same with the yellow, Rob. Say, yeah, maybe yeah, yellow. It's not yellow. a obvious error for a red, maybe. For so, the yeah, so I, I just thought, erring on the side of caution, and I didn't think there was enough contact physically with, with the leg, but he stood yeah. up, he was endangered the yeah. safety of, of an opponent, and he was a little yeah. lucky to stay on the pitch, but yeah. I think he got on one right, he did stay on the pitch. Let's go mm. to the other big uh, controversial point in this in, in this game. Sergio Aguero, um, they get the penalty kick. Uh, no doubt, I don't think with, with the penalty really. Sergio Aguero gets the opportunity to score his 259th, I believe, goal for Manchester City, all-time record goal scorer. What did you think when you saw the Penenka? Well, I thought it was a little bit showboaty. Mm. I thought, you know, again, I, it's so funny this, Rob, because I remember, who was it? It was uh, Adam Ola-Luckman that did the, the, the main... Yeah, made I did one full on, didn't he? Yeah. And I, and I had a bit of a different take on it at the time. I felt, because he'd scored them before, I'm like, well, if that's the way he feels, it's best way to take a penalty. Mm. I just, we've seen Aguero do it differently many, many times. Yeah. And I thought 1-0, you know, it's, it's his last kind of little hurrah. Is he going to get a goal that wins him the title? I thought it was a little bit cocky, showboaty. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I, he regretted it. Obviously, he made a, a nice apology online. Which yeah. I'm not sure whether he needed to do that, but I think yeah. was, that was good of him to do that. But, I, yeah, I thought, it's a bit casual, that, mate, and, and it, you're yeah, better man. than that. That's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't like it, I've got to be honest, Rob, and, and I love Sergio, you know, I love Sergio Aguero, yeah. and it's hard to, to criticise a legend who scored so many goals, yeah. but we have to be, you know, if it's a player in another team, we, we would. And, and I just thought... Yeah, it didn't represent him, didn't represent the club. I've seen Pep a couple of times, once or twice. I've seen a couple of players semi-showboat and Pep's like, doesn't want any of that. Mm. We beat teams mm. with football. We do it a certain way. Yeah. We're not... I just thought, it, 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 yeah, it was, it, was, it was not what City are about. Uh, I'm sure it's one of those, if he could have it back again, he'd do it different. Yeah. And he, he, he smashed his goals in the back of the net. He takes yeah. pleasure from doing yeah. it. I just couldn't get my head around yeah. what he was thinking. To, yeah. to get it done. And, and it became costly, Rob, because yeah. Mendy reads it, they, they make the save, and all of a sudden, Chelsea are back in the game. And the Kurt Zuma um, challenge on Raheem Sterling, Sterling Rob, that uh, wasn't given for penalty at 1-1, that had a really big bearing on the game before Alonso gets the game, the goal. What was your take <laughs> on the Zuma? I, I, I'll put it out there f- for me. I thought it was a penalty kick. I thought Zuma did what he was trying to do. 
is to make contact, but not as obvious as he can, to show he's not going to think, but I'm going to make enough contact that I can push up, put off Sterling, but not enough to be a penalty. And that's an art, and it's a balance, and the balance is like a little bit this way, a little bit that way. Mm. It just balanced a little bit for the penalty kick yeah. for me. First of all, I think we have to explain the rule real quick that uh, a penalty is a, is a trip, um, even if it's accidental. So yeah. we've all seen those. And I know that some yeah. people on social media get frustrated. There's a David Lewis one. Do you remember the David Lewis for Wolves? When yeah. he's running yeah. in, he put yeah. his hand on the guy caught his leg accidentally. Yeah. Well, same, kind of, same one with the first penalty, yeah. really. I mean, yeah. there's, there's, yeah. there's a bit of stronger contact, I think, mm. there. But you, it, even though it looks harsh, and people can say, well, he's not even made a... It doesn't matter. If you clip them, yeah. if mm. it, it, you guys, you've got to get it right out of the way. Now, as soon as I'm seeing that, I'm like stonewall penalty that's absolutely a penalty mm. it ticks mm. all those boxes behind it makes one two maybe three contacts contacts mm. on the player run from behind yeah. i'm like yeah oh that that yeah. is a penalty now yeah. i'm not i i just i i there's some decisions that's happened this season that i i just don't understand and i know there's a clear and obvious error part of it but come on yeah I, it's a, it's the a officials in in mm. the premier league and and I know how hard the job is, and I and I don't want to be that guy. But I mean, the standard, Rob, in some of these decisions, that's a clear and obvious mm-hmm. error. He brings him down. He he makes contact several times. Sterling goes over. It, like you know, I don't know what I don't care what Zoom was trying to do. That's yeah, yeah. a penalty. And when VAR doesn't step in and and tell and set and and um, it's Joe Atwell, isn't it? I think uh, yeah. it's like there's no point having VAR, Rob. There's no point having it. If we're seeing decisions, yeah. there's no point having it, mate. I, 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 we're getting no to the position where the, the first decision is becoming the only decision. Right, so which is as it was before. Yeah. It's, 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 it, it, I, I would say less than 5% of those decisions are being changed and looked at and saying that's a clear and obvious error. Uh, I think it, we, we're going down the road of, oh, well, it's not clear and obvious because that ambiguity of clear and obvious gives you the grey area. So it's, we'll forget go with the about it. I'll t- we'll go with the forget referee. about it. Forget about <laughs> it. I'll tell you what, my, my, my solution to VAR, and I've said this before, you have another, you have another official like mm. the, Euro, the, the European ones with a little wand yeah, behind the goals yeah. everybody hated, but just bear mm. with me. That's another set of eyes that's right there, Rob. That's right there. Mm. And it's an instant refereeing. Like, he's right there. He isn't the referee that's 20 yards away, possibly. He's getting a great view. He spots it. I want the game refereed instantly. And I got another, another pair of eyes at each goal for the, for the goal mouth incidents. And forget about VAR. We're bringing technology for the offsides. And, you know, the, the playing on with the flag down. I mean, See, we've all uh, bad with it. I right? hear you and, and, and I get you. But if you do VAR right, if the, if the VAR guy does his job, we ain't got a problem. He sees the replays, yeah. he sees the contracts, he sees, but they're, they're not doing their job. Yeah, it's not well, the it's back to the officials. Yeah, yeah no, people it's not, not doing their, people not doing their job. And if we don't do their job, we, we, we'll be continually talking. But listen, mate, was it was it was it yeah. was it was a good game? It was an interesting game. Chelsea come away with a two-one win, and I think we talked about it the, uh, prior to the games in, in a preview last week podcast. Mm. I've got to get into Manchester City's head a little bit, Rob. Well, only a little bit for me, mate. Only yeah, a I'm not saying only a little bit. There's yeah. so many changes in both of these mm. games that they lost. Yeah. Remember, no Walker, Kevin De Bruyne. I know Foden right. came on, didn't he? Foden, Bernardo Silva, yeah. the the Mares, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. So this a different animal. 
it's a different animal when City have got their first team, you know. I hear you, but would I rather go into that game having lost to City twice or beaten them twice? I kind of like that beating them twice. I kind of like that, to go and that, that if, if all I'd say is, and I'll take it as my mentality if I was a player. There's still doubts in Man City's head. They've got they've got the final. They're the big team, and they're the more pressure on them to win it. We go one nil up. We go one nil up against Manchester City. If I'm Chelsea, I'm thinking we 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 we're we're in this. Couldn't couldn't disagree more. Couldn't disagree more, Rob. I think the mentality is very different. We're going to put our first team out, and we're absolutely peed off mm. with mm. those games. I think they're fired up. I think they're angry. I think they want to show everybody they're better than Chelsea. I don't mm. think it's in their heads. And I think, if, if anything, I think it fires them up even more to make sure they win that Champions League final wow. um, with the first team out there. So I don't, I don't think yeah. there's anything, there's doubt in their minds about how good they've been. Different team, fired mm. up. And I, I think, it, if anything, I think it helps them. Mm. Same. I, I don't know. We've seen moments in the Champions League this season where we felt, and I think PSG was one of the games, and one of the games I think was a good game. We went, you know, this City team won it so much and won it. You can you can want it too much. You can try too hard. It can mm. mean. I, I don't know. Yeah. We, it's good to yeah. differ. It's good to have yeah. a different view. I just think that uh, yeah. Thomas Tuchel at the moment with this group of players. If I was in that mm. camp, I'm feeling and they pretty feel good pretty good. good. Although, yeah, you are. I say the, the Christensen injury might be a blow for wow. them. I mean, he went down with a hamstring and looks like a hamstring. Um, we'll have to wait to hear what reports. But, I mean, he's important, Rob, in the balancing wow. team. It's just different with Zuma. Not quite the same setup. And Thiago, they're probably robbing it. Right. Pro- pro- it depends. He could bring Reese James, who's looked great when he's come yeah. on. Aspen Equator and Thiago Silva, uh, Thiago Silva and Rudiger. It's still a good back three. Mm. Yeah, I think right. he likes I mean, yeah. Yeah, he likes him and as a wing back to help defensively, yeah. so he, he might not have that option. Mm. All right, mate, let's move on to some of the other stuff that happened this weekend. Villa won Manchester United three. Um typical Man United. They go away, they go a goal <laughs> down, they go in yeah. the half time, they have a chat, they put it right, they come out, they score goals, they win a game. I think mm. it's the ninth, uh, tenth game of this season. They've they've been down at half time and won it, won nine and, and drawn one. Mm. Everything okay? It just as it happens with United. I mean, I don't particularly like. I don't, listen, I, I was saying to Bex, it's far better than going one up and losing games. So it's, it's not a bad habit to have. I suppose it's a bit careless to concede. Maybe in time it's gonna it's gonna catch you out one time. But mm. kind of, it was interesting that Ollie said. I had a chat with him. We know what we're doing. There's a belief in the dressing room, and we go and get it done. It's funny, Rob, and it? it's almost like. They prefer to play um, free. They prefer mm. to come from behind. They prefer mm. to put everything into 45 minutes action instead of doing it over the 90. Yeah. They, yeah. they, they want to start off in, in like their control mode. They start off games mm. pretty, and they're just not really at it as, you, as you'd normally expect. They go behind. Yeah. I mean, this, this happens so many times, Rob. There's got to be yeah. something in it, hasn't it? There's got mm. to be something in it. And when they go behind, it's like, well, okay, right, we've got, we got to get going now. And they have a little bit of a mm. half-time rollicking maybe from the manager and they all liven mm. up a little bit. They give themselves a shake. They get out there and, and the attacking players go and do their thing, which we saw again. I mean, um, some of the football and some of the creativity and, and some of the, the traits you're seeing in players. Now, Mason, uh, Mason Greenwood's goal is is so typical of him, wasn't yeah. it? As so soon as he's got space yeah. on that left foot, I'd say mm. in an arc of, of 22 yards, he's got to be, I mean, he's like, I'm like, I'm not surprised. The first thing I wrote yeah. down was like, yeah, yeah, done, he's done that a million times. He just—he's mm-hmm. such a good striker of the ball and so accurate with his finishing. Um, 
that that you you're not surprised. And Cavani's goal. I mean, if that's a typical Edison Cavani goal, yeah. isn't that it? Isn't that it? Like the timing, the reading of crosses, the timing of his runs, a little bit of movement if needed mm. to get the space. And what is he? Didn't he? Didn't he? Um, isn't this thing is like the spe- the, the friend in space is the friend in is your space friend in the, the friend in the box. Yeah, yeah. space is you your friend in the box. Friend so in the box. Yeah. And he ran into space. If, if, yeah. if you watch that goal back, and I mean, I'm not sure if we we on the tactical, but from about five or six seconds before the ball comes in, he is constantly on the move. Yeah, he's fidgeting, wasn't he? He's fidgeting. He does it. He does a circle round, and then he gets mm. a position, and then just as the cross coming, then he starts to make his run. I mean, it, it's classic textbook understanding of a penalty box, knowing and reading where to run. Just in terms of, of the Man United piece, Rob, because obviously you know, all the time's purposes, City are going to win the league. It looks very much like uh, United are going to be second. Finishing second, I've, I've said for some time, I think is important. I just think when you look at the table and City win it, but you're the next team, I think it's good. I think it leads into next season. Is some of this like going behind and then coming back? Are, are, they, are this team almost like a better underdog, a bit more like when it's against us, right, we'll go and show. Because I'm just yeah. kind of feeling, I'm kind of feeling taking it forward. To win a title, to be as good as they want to be and close the gap or even take over, mm. haven't you got to change that mentality a little bit? Absolutely, Rob. Absolutely. And that still is a problem for them. And I get where they are on the league table now, and, and, and that's predominantly through really good attacking players. Defensively, yeah. they still got a soft spot. And that soft spot's shown up so many times where they've conceded the first goal. Chelsea, yeah. Chelsea, my friend, I feel right now as we sit here are going to be a, are going to be a more threat than United to City next season. Mm. Chelsea, Martin, Chelsea see what, what, what business is done in the summer might have an influence. Yeah, of course. Well, I, I know think what you mean. Where, where we are right now with the two sets of teams and the people in charge. Since Thomas Tuchel has been manager of the football club, they are second behind Man City by three points. I saw a graphic on, on another broadcast or on mm. something. They're three points behind. That's like 16 games, I think it is, Rob. 16 yeah. Premier League games. They're three points behind City. Mm. Chelsea, right there, since he's been there. Now, yeah. I, I see an improving team. I see a tremendously strong foundation. I see maybe the ability to go and buy somebody in the summer, a big big striker potentially. I just think they are looking really, really great. And Man United, with the Cavani thing, I'm saying this as well, based on Cavani, I, I don't know whether he's going to stay. So yeah, I'm kind of assuming he's about not. working with him last year. He, he dropped something, Ollie, and it wasn't picked up by a reporter, but he talked about working. And he said something after, as he finished, said, yeah, it's great working with him and look forward to working with him next year. He just mm. dropped that one out. And I thought, did well, it? Yeah. Yeah, that he's that Cavani's thinking about staying. Yeah, so that makes yeah. a difference. Like mm. to what I've just said, I'm yeah. kind of assuming he's not going to stay. Um, mm. I've got to say that, Rob. On a side note, before we move on, and and we've talked a while for this of this game as well. Yeah, the old Harry Kane to Man United thing seems to be warm, and with mm. the with Paul Glazer's uh, letter, and like yeah. Yeah. I feel like if they're going to splash out and try and get on the fans' side, this summer might be the time That'll to do nice. it. Yeah. And Harry Kane will be the the perfect, perfect player Correct. to bring into the football club. Uh, absolutely, Correct. Rob. So that might, you mm. know, if that happens, then we're having a new conversation. We're, we're, yeah. we're, we're having yeah. a new conversation. Game, yeah, game changer, plug in, goals done. I mean, just, just before we move on, I do we have to yep. move on? just want to mention the injury to Harry Maguire as well, mate. That yeah. could 
He won, you know, he's gone down, he's limped off. I mean, he's played every minute of every Premier League game since he's been at United. Doesn't obviously come off unless it, it, it's something uh, serious. So we'll have to see over the next few days. Obviously, game against uh, Tuesday game, Thursday game against Liverpool, Europa League final to come up. They could ill afford losing no, the Harry Maguire in the form he's in because Lindelof and Bailly is not as good as Maguire mm. with either one of those two. And that, yeah. that would be a bit of an issue for them. So we'll have to see how that one goes out from a medical mm. point of view. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Manchester United in good shape, coming from a goal down again to win and keeping pressure on Man City, even if it is only just to delay them picking up the title. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Let's look at some of the uh, other top four results, my friend. Hmm. Leicester City. <laughs> Leicester City. Our Brendan Rodgers, you know, our, 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 one of our favourite teams in terms of what they do, in terms of the young players, in terms of the, the recruitment and... <clears throat> The style of football starting to go wrong again, Rob, at the wrong time of the season. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm so, I was, and still am, so strong on Leicester. And yeah. those young players and players getting fit again and go on then and Inacho scoring goals mm. and, you know, where Vardy's gone a little quiet. I mean, a stunning result, 4-2 at home against Newcastle United. I haven't got my notes here, mate. I don't know where they've gone. I've got millions of bits oh, of paper here. But I don't need any notes. No. Yeah, I mean... Wow, I, I, I still, and the, the remaining games we all know are very difficult. I think if they get yeah. one more win, I still think they're going to be, a, they, they, I think they'll do it and have enough points for that. Um, I mean, it's, yeah, it's tremendous. We've got a great, we've got a great race now, mate, haven't we, to the end yeah. of the season. 60, 63 points, aren't they? But if, if, if like Liverpool win the game in hand, Liverpool go to 60 points. You know, three games, unless they've got a yeah, really but, tough run in. They go Manchester United on Tuesday. I think they've got Chelsea, they've got, um, they've got Villa, Chelsea. Hang on, Tottenham. let me have a look. You've got Tottenham. You've got Chelsea. You've got United, you've got United uh, Chelsea. Chelsea and Tottenham. And Tottenham. Is it? The last yeah. game? Yeah. Yeah, Tottenham are a basket case, mate. Well, we don't know what, what Tottenham, will, what shape they'll be in or who'll be there or who'll yeah, be leaving I, or who'll I, be... On the I still think they might do it, Rob. I, I think... Yeah. You know, you think about um, Tuesday's game away yeah. at Manchester United. Yeah, United. United strong for that one. No, yeah. no. But, I mean, having said that, I had this discussion with Tim. And Man United not being at full strength is still probably on par with the bottom half of the Premier League. 
Mm. It is, but but just back on Liverpool's possibility, because they're in a strong possibility we just talked about. Their, United will be very strong against Liverpool on Thursday and, yeah, they have and, to and, much, and much changed against Leicester. That really helps Leicester. That really helps Leicester. So again, Spurs, between that and Spurs uh, in the last game of the season, I think Leicester will do it. Because they could, I mean, they can really hurt Liverpool on Thursday. You know, protest, tension around the game, strong mm. team. Maguire's, Maguire is really interesting, and Liverpool got their yeah. victory. Um, but no, it's, uh, I mean, this week's going to be fascinating now as we, as we draw to the end of the season with this top four race. But Leicester City, I still, I'm still not losing faith, Robin. And I've mm. gone back and forth with them throughout the season, by the way. I didn't yeah. think they were going to do it early on, and then I, 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 I put them in and I, I think they're going to make it. Do you think they might, I mean, is this a deja vu of last season? No, I, I'm with you. I, I believe in Brendan. I believe in the players. I, I'd rather have the points than the opportunity to close the gap. And I think they will. I think Tuesday is huge because of um, United, obviously a couple of days after, after playing, yeah. uh, what kind of side we'll put out. And actually we've got our odds from our partners, mm. Best Sportsbook, who looked at this game. It's on Tuesday, 12 PM Eastern time on NBCSN. And they have Manchester United, at favourites at plus 150. Actually, not too much. Uh, decent odds at plus 185. And they got the draw at plus 215. So, just hmm. United, slight favourites, but there's not that much in it between them and Leicester. Obviously, I think people yeah. know about the games and the type of team United have put out. The draw at, at plus 215 hmm. might, not be bad, might not be a bad bet. Yeah, I, I think it should be tight. I think Leicester got a chance. Away hmm. from home. Open spaces. Leicester have been better. They can play counter attack. You know, United at home uh, haven't been always, always that great. Um, no, I, I, I think Leicester can do something. I think Leicester can do something given given the the, the weakened team. I think we're going to see. Yeah, um, plus one eight five. Yeah, yeah, that's where I'd be putting my little bit, a couple of mm. dollars, if I was going to do that. Um, it's a little bit more value for Leicester City. Okay, let's move on to yeah. to Liverpool. Uh, Liverpool face Southampton. Almost, I, I said to, on the. Uh, the other day, I think Liverpool almost going to have to win out. I think it's 69 points that would take them if they're going to have a chance of, of top four. Started with a game against Southampton. Let's remember Southampton beat the 1-0. The, the famous Ralph Hassan will drop into to his knees in the uh, reverse game at St. Mary's. But Liverpool eventually got the job done. Mane with his ninth Premier League goal of the season. He needed yeah. that. And Thiago's, Thiago with his first Premier League goal. I think we've been waiting for a moment like that from him. Um... <laughs> Liverpool kind of got the job done, mate. It wasn't probably as comfortable as, as Jurgen Klopp would have liked, but no. needed the goalkeeper actually come up with a couple of big moments and, and had one or two sort of scares at the back. But they got the job done. They got the point. I think that's the most important thing at the moment. And Jurgen Klopp's been saying, you know, if, if we, we've got to win some games, we've got to be good enough if we're going to make these Champions League spots. I don't think they're going to find. I don't think they're going to find all the wins, Rob. They're not going to get. They're, they're not going to win all the games. Uh, Allison made six saves, Rob. Yeah. And some of those were pretty big saves. Mm. Defensively, I, I still would worry that they're going to concede. This game was better for them, of course. They got the second goal, Rob. A yeah. one nil. Yeah. A yeah. one nil. It didn't look a little nervy again for Liverpool, like we've been here before. We haven't t- team uh, killed teams off, and we've been a little shaky defensively. This time they came through it. But to win every single game from here on in, I think it's going to be difficult. And I know this, it doesn't look too too difficult. United is going to be a very hard yeah. game. I, I, mm. If Phillips and Williams are going to play at centre-back for Liverpool, you know, against a strong Man United front line, Rob, 
are you, I mean, yeah, I know. I if Cavani, I'm looking at, yeah, looking at Cavani and Greenwood, and uh, I mean, it's yeah. interesting. Phillips and Williams with with the partnership. Again, I don't know what they're doing in training. Kabak apparently's got injured now. Ben Davies is injured. Added to the other players, that's why they weren't involved. I mean, it's, it's quite ridiculous. Quite yeah. ridiculous at the moment in terms of, of defenders. So, yeah, they might have to go with the young kids and hope that Fabinho or if Milner comes in and, and Wijnaldum can give them a little bit of a shield in front of them. But almost after going to have to win out, I think, Liverpool, if they're going to yeah. have a chance and um, you know, them not having European football. And then you also think, Rob, do they want to drop into Europa League football? You know, no, Thursday no. nights, you know, we're trying to get back to winning titles and, and, and competing at the top of the table. It's going to be an interesting one. From their mm. point of view, Spurs travel to Leeds, my friend. Um, thought this might be an interesting game. It wasn't the Jose Mourinho where he's going to bunker down and Bielsa's team are going to go at them. Uh, it was Ryan Mason. He played an attacking lineup. He had Son, Delhi, yeah, Gareth Bale, and, and uh, Harry Kane as, as a front four. The Salsa and Hoy Bear in front of them. So it's a pretty attacking lineup, Rob. Yeah. But I just thought one of those days where Leeds were at it. Yeah. Had too much intensity, had too much energy, had too much running power. The wide players in particular, Rob, I saw Ryan Mason's probably set to them now and then. You know, you stay a bit higher now. You don't have to come yeah. and see. So Alioski came and Aileen came and they kind of run them ragged in those wide areas. Yeah, it was, it was a bad matchup for Spurs. Without a manager, kind of ruddle us a little bit at the moment. And fair play to Ryan Mason. He's playing the attacking players. We, we all want to see that. And yeah. they've, they've made some... They've, they've made performances and they've scored a lot of goals. But against Leeds that were up for it, I was really disappointed with Leeds against Brighton last weekend. Yeah. Um, but back at it, running as as quick and as long and as constantly as they, they did in Spurs, just didn't really want to do it, Rob. Deserved mm. victory. Yeah. Much better team on the day. Hugo Lloris continued to make saves throughout, throughout the game, Rob, whereas Leeds piled forward. And they just didn't look... Interested Spurs, they're drifting, mate. They're drifting, aren't they? They're drifting to the end of the season. Um, and Eric Dyer, it uh, he is not he is not up to the level required in the Premier League for a big club for a centre back. He's just not. Mm. He, he, he's a ball watcher. He's a mm. ball watcher. And, and I can't remember which goal it was. Now uh, was it Rodrigo's goal? Oh, was it, no, it was a Bamford goal, wasn't it as well? Or the Bamford goal. Yeah, when Alioski runs on the outside and he, yeah, just nips and cross him. Yeah, if, if if we were so, so inclined, I could go back and look at all the loads of Spurs goals conceded, and you'd see the mm. same thing, Rob, as Dyer mm. kind of he, he's like Fix, this. Transfixed. He's fixed. Yeah. He transfixed with the ball. He's not a mover. He doesn't move around. He's not a John Terry. He's not a John Terry where they move into. He doesn't mm. read danger. He just he's just transfixed. He's ball watching. He's not good enough as a centre back. I know he wants to be a centre back, and everybody yeah. and he and he. And he and he and he looks and feels like a centre back. He's commanding and he's a good talker. And but but nuts and bolts of it, I'd love to break down a ton of goals and I could run a clip and I'd be and, and I don't want to do that because it's not really fair. I just again, I just think it was there to see that that they, they've got to get better probably throughout their back four Spurs to yeah. go forward. It's not a back four that, that I naturally trust, Rob. When when I look at it, no. and, and that's what I said. And and you know, from a base of having all that attacking talent up front. Uh, they're going to have to do some work, and somebody's going to have to get hold of that football club, Rob, because yeah. it's in a it's in a really yeah. interesting space. You know, if Bale goes, if Kane is with the talk, is that you know he may end up wanting to go and win trophies. Is Sun going to be happy staying there on top yeah. of that? You know, you then look at the back line. You know, yeah. goalkeeper who's aging, who's decent but aging. I mean, 
this needs a strong manager. This needs a strong focus and, and a bit of strategy of how they, this club are going to go forward. So, interesting summer, I think, definitely coming up for, for Spurs. Um, the last game of top four was West Ham and Everton. A little bit disappointing for David Moyes against his former team. I think we've come to expect a certain level of consistency, a certain level of performance. Just never quite felt the spark was there for, for West Ham today. Um, didn't quite get going in the in, in the manner that, that we'd seen. Lanzini couldn't dominate the game as, as he did last time out. I think it was against Burnley. Um, Suchek is hamstrung when he can't really run forward. So you lose a little bit of what he just gives you and that sort of... Um, energy and threat coming from deep. And yeah, I just thought it was a day when we didn't really see the best of David Moyes' team and fair play to Everton. Richarlison yeah. uh, and Calvert-Lewin were a handful and eventually found the goal. I thought that was a difference, Rob. I thought mm. two strikers compared to the one striker West Ham were yeah. the difference. And mm. Calvert-Lewin's goal, really nice movement. Two strikers, one comes a little yeah. deeper. Mm. It was uh, Ben Groffey, wasn't it? It was Godfrey with the uh, yeah, really on the nice, with the pass, yeah. nice assisting ball. Right, yeah. I mean, it's kind of a little bit old school. First strike yeah, goes George. the yeah. other makes a run in the space behind him. Mm. The ball was there and it's really nice finish. It was just I thought Everton were really good, mate. I thought Everton yeah. were really good. It's so it's so interesting watching Everton because we've we watch them like nearly every game at the moment. Yeah. They're so different home and away. And mm. it, it, of course the results will tell you that, you know, duh, obviously, but but watching them, watching them, mm. there's more I don't know. They're just they're a different side. Away from home, mate. Eleven wins away from home. Only yeah, Manchester yeah. City have more City with more. thirteen. Yeah. I mean, it's it's been such a strange season, but I, I really like them. I, when when Richarlison and David, Dominic Calvert-Lewin playing close to each other, and it was, yeah. it, it was a bit of a weird system going on with the with the way that they did it. It was kind of a four-four-two, and, and then into yeah. a three. Yeah. yeah, which is which is what Ancelotti's done before, and it's mm. and it's great. Um, yeah, I just I, I just really liked Everton. Now, with a game in hand, they can go level on points with West Ham. So, yeah. as, as, as amazingly as West Ham have done now, I think that makes it, it, it's, it, makes it too tough. It makes it too tough for West Ham yeah. to finish in the top four now, given, uh, you know, and I think it does come down to, I think we spoke about this, I think it comes down to Leicester or Liverpool. And that's what mm. we've talked about. And we, we will yeah. see. I think Chelsea... With their result, uh, is you know that's great for them. And I think it, I think West Ham, uh, and we'll talk at length about West Ham and how they've done it because it's a phenomenal job that David Moyes has done there. Yeah. I just think that loss is just like wow, that makes it difficult now, Rob, to come back mm. and to go again to finish in the top four. Yeah, top four might be out, mm. but um, certainly European football, Europa League would still yeah. be a, a massive boost for a club who. Both those, about, teams. You know, both those teams, yeah, are targets, both those yeah. teams, kind of looking for 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 a similar yeah. spot. Yeah, you're right. Uh, just time to talk a bit about Arsenal-West Brom, mate. Um, this was a, a game the MS Arsenal, obviously, after being dumped out of the Europa League by their former manager in Villarreal. West Brom and Albion needing to win to make sure they stay, you know, have a chance mm. of staying in the Premier League. Um, thought West Brom started the game well and then once Arsenal scored, pretty much took over. And I'm afraid, my friend, West Brom are now officially relegated from the Premier League. Sam Allardyce yeah. has had his first ever Team relegated, big Sam, no more in the Premier League. Yeah. Um, was was this squad just really not good enough, Rob? When when you look at it, what he took over? Well, I mean, it, it was almost two teams, wasn't it? Slaven Bilic's team that came yeah. in and was built to be more expansive and more entertaining. It certainly wasn't the Championship. Mm. Obviously, struggled. And big Sam came in plenty of time at his transfer window, and and he and he improved the team, Rob, with some signings. Yeah. It just took a long time. And I remember, I remember saying he's going to run out of time with this team. 
you know, there was a th- there was a thought when he took over, Rob, wasn't there, that oh, uh, you know, Big Sam's arrived, everything's going to be okay. Yeah, well, you, yeah. every 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 it's everything's a case by case situation, and this team that had been newly promoted was different to what he mm. normally works with. Um, and I, and I think, you know, I think some of the football that they played and the work that he did with the team, I think a lot of the Baggies fans were like, actually, I think he's yeah. he's, he's doing all right. Yeah. What yeah. I will carry on to say, and his interview was funny afterwards, Robert, he, he didn't really know what to say, did he? Because he's mm. never, I think once yeah. with Notts County, I think way, way, way back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't really know what to say about his future or, or how he felt about relegations. Mm. That hadn't really sunk in. All I would add, I know, I think you guys in the studio had a little chat about it. I, I, if I'm the owner of West Brom, I'm absolutely asking him to stay on. Yeah, absolutely me too. asking him to me stay too. on. Without a doubt. And, and, and would hope. I got this sense after the game, Rob, did they've asked, he'd take it. Yeah. I, I didn't yeah, I mean, feel like he, he was looking like he, he's done and yeah. I'm thinking, I get the sense. And, and and maybe that's only because I don't see him getting another Premier League job, Rob. Right. I think that, that time of him going and getting a job, the fireman that keeps you up is, is gone. Yeah. Different era, different kind of coaching. I think if he yeah. brings somebody up, he has yeah. a chance of staying there and keeping them up. And I 100% with what you say. But he was, he was also interested in, in what he said after the game, Rob. He said, well, there's some things that need to be worked out, like the finance, how much you'll have to spend, mm. what will be available. Because I mm. think if he is going to go, again, he'll want some assurances of what he can do and what he can bring in. Yeah, or who, who they don't have to sell. Of yeah. course, there's parachute payments, I believe, still, from the Premier League, which yeah, keeps, there is, yeah. keeps the players, uh, keeps the, the club... The first year is really high. It's like it's a, it's a big lump of it. Then it goes yeah. half, then it goes half again. Yeah, so I, I, um, I just think... Like you want to, you. I mean, if he's, I agree with you. Tough to get another Premier League job. So championship, okay. Well, how about the mm. team that yeah. you know pretty well that mm. will have a great chance, like we've seen of Watford and Norwich, of coming straight back up again. And next yeah. time, Rob, I bet he would keep him up. I bet he had, mm. a, you know, he would have a great chance keeping him up because he he does know what it takes. Give him a he whole would, season yeah. or two yeah. seasons if he goes straight back up. I think that would be the sensible play. Now we don't know whether the club's appetite for that mm. um, or Sam Allardyce's appetite for that. Maybe, and I think the contract. I think I read something Rob saying that at the end of the season we can sit down and we both got options. If we don't, if I don't want yeah. to continue or they don't want to continue, we don't have to. So we will see. A just let me talk a couple of names. Yeah. Just let me talk a couple of names just before you go, because obviously Big Sam is a big name and a big personality in the game. But just my, if the ownership group look at it and go. Eddie Howe, Frank Lampard, Chris Wilder. <laughs> Good reputations at varying yeah. levels, at various stages, playing various plays of football. There yeah. is some not bad options out there for, for, Good for options. a club yeah. like West, West Bromwich Albion. It's a great point. It's a great point. And as you're reading them off, I'm like, oh, yeah. Well, yeah, he'd be good. And so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are some good options. And... and you know, it's a big decision again yeah, for what's wrong. Yeah, you know, this yeah. this whole yo-yo thing, and do they stick with the same philosophy like Norwich, or do they? I don't know. But you make a good point there, mate. There are some good options out there. Um, I, I, you know, I, I keep talking to Stephen Jarrod as well a little bit from Rangers. Yeah. Now, I'm not he won't go to West Brom. No. But but some from from Rangers, but somebody else that that a fine director of football in the Premier League. You know, he's on my radar, Jarrod, because yeah. he's yeah. done a brilliant job at Glasgow Rangers. Um, just on following on Robins in terms of some of their players. Now, there's a player yeah. that I think we both know everybody realizes is such a talent is Matthias Pereira. He's 25 years yeah. of age. I think he's got 10 Premier League goals, five assists in 20, maybe 27, 28 games. 
Yeah. He he is a little talent, my friend. Yeah. Um he goes, doesn't he? And if so, yeah. where where could he go? He goes. He could go to Everton. Arsenal. He could go to mm, yeah, possibly Arsenal. With Saka, with Smith Rowe. I don't know if he's going to block a hole there, maybe. He could go to Crystal Palace. If if, Will, if the Will thing's enough and you have to move Wolf, he could go in the Crystal Palace and be a good, excellent wide player for them. He could go most He could go to Brighton and Graham Potter and improve and go next level. Might not think he's a big enough step up, but I think he's football. To Southampton, he could go improve them. To Newcastle. I mean, I think there's plenty of takers out there for him, mate. I think it's better than that, Rob. I think he's better than that. I think you can jump up another level. I think you can jump him up another level. I think he's top 10 player. Yeah, but, you know, some of those teams are going to be ambitious and want to go next step and they're going to need those kind of players. I'm not sure he'd get into... Would he get in your Leicester team? Yeah. Would he? I think he's he's a proper talent, Rob. The only thing that... The only thing, and it will be the same with, I'm sure... I don't know how athletic he is. I'd have to get the numbers of his, you know, yeah, because yeah. if you have him, does he have to be a bit of a luxury player? Yeah, yeah. Do you have to put him and, in a spot where you have to, yeah. and, and, and a lot of these teams don't yeah. want that nowadays. No, but, you, you can't have, very few teams can carry luxury players in the way you used to, like, will all work and you just do your thing. And I know what you're saying, but yeah, it'd be interesting as, as athletic numbers. I, I really like him. I think he's saying, I, I think there's, a, there's a little level maybe, maybe to go, but... Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah let, let's maybe choose just two more results and we're going to include our underappreciated players of, of the week in this. I'm, I'm going to go for the Wolves 2-1 win against Brighton, which was a bit annoying, I would have thought, for Graham Potter because his team can't quite get it done and make sure they're safe. But Wolves were 1-0 down, Robbie Musto, to a dunk goal and then dunk gets sent off. But Noma Traore came onto the game as a, a substitute and changed the game for Wolverhampton Wonders. Hmm. And is a player, Rob, who everybody keeps telling you what he can't do and why he doesn't play. And if he did this, he'd be in the top. He'd be the top six player. And blah 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 blah. But sometimes just think he is who he is, and maybe yeah, he hasn't quite got that final pass that you know the very best players have got. But he's got a lot of great attributes. And he, it, in my Wolves team, he, can I say he's almost my Timo Werner? I think hmm. you're playing Rob to, to to keep people honest to give space to make runs to every now and then, yeah, you'll, you'll pull your hair out. But I think we don't appreciate him enough. I think he's one of those yeah. players who we all like to tell Shay what he's not doing and not what mm. he does do well. Yeah. And, he, and he's a threat in his physicality and his speed and his skill and his score goals. And I think if you can work with him and mould him into your team, I think he's, a, I think he's an asset that, that's important to a team like Wolves who've missed Jimenez and, and missed a little bit of threat at the top end of the pitch. Yeah, I think... Um... A lot of players fall into that category, Rob, of being talented, be able to do great things, but struggle to do it consistently. Yeah. You know, if he could work with a coach somehow, and he's got a great coach in Nuno Espirito Santo, mm. just be more consistent, Rob, with, with production, then yeah. absolutely right. And mm. but you, you make you also it's kind of interesting comment about, you know, we do with players a lot talk about what they can't do, you know, instead yeah. and, and mm. instead of what they're actually really really great at. Um, mm. So my underappreciated is a different game. Sheffield United nil, Crystal Palace two. My underappreciated player, performer, Abarache Eze. New signing for Crystal Palace. 
And I, I, I try and pick a player that obviously underappreciated, but but has, has got more talent than people realise. And the, you know the, the two players we've picked out, Robert. You know, not in any of the, the bigger games this week, but, no. but they're still players to watch. He's 22 years of age, Eze. 32 appearances, four goals, five assists. Now you come in from the Championship into the into the Premier League with mm-hmm. a team, a Roy Hodgson team that's that's very structured, very structured, mm-hmm. very defensively minded initially, and you produce those numbers with the swagger and the confidence in the way that he played today and mm-hmm. setting up the goals. Um, I just think he's a talent that is a little underappreciated. And mm-hmm. next season, he's playing in this midfield role, which is like, wow, that's kind of different. You know, yeah. one of one of the number eights, if you like, either side of a Milivojevic is the holding player. And he's one of those guys um, in more involved in the game, in the central mm-hmm. of it, can run with the ball from that area, can make through passes, can score himself. I just think he's he's a little under the radar. 22 years yeah. of age, Rob, there's a, there's a big upside. And we mm-hmm. know that Will Zaha grabs the... The headlines at Crystal Palace, and mm. rightly so, a, a brilliant talent. But Aberce Eze is not far behind him, mate, and, he, and he's, he's one for the Palace fans to enjoy and, and hope that, that he fulfills the potential that could be pretty special at Palace. Absolutely, absolutely good, uh, good shout out. And, and I remember some of my friends who in the, in, the, in the game in England scouts were telling me about Eze at Queen's Park Rangers. One of them that was on the radar, and they were saying that, you know, the right move up, he, he's going to be a, a talent. And I think it was just. Starting to see some of that, it might, you know, this season will do him good. I think next season it'll be even better. And a little bit of credit, Robert, just on that. And I was thinking about this to Roy Hodgson, by the way, because he slightly, without any any yeah. big news, changed his system a little bit, got a little yeah. bit more out, yeah. changed the way they've played, yeah. and gone a little yeah. bit underneath a striker. And he's yeah. just given them a little bit of a different look and different edge. And you know, we think of Roy and setting his ways and a little bit older and and that. And he's just a little bit creative thought. It's got a bit more out of Eze. And it's a really good shout, good yeah. um, underappreciated performance of the week for Eze against Sheffield United. And um, yeah, I'm sure there's more to come. Listen, mate, it's been an action packed uh, Premier Premier League week 35. Manchester City lost to Chelsea for the second time this season. Once in the league, once in the cup, which means we're going to be. In for an interesting Champions League final. At the bottom of the table, the great escape for Big Sam and the Baggies, I'm afraid, ended in defeat. Finally, Sam's Premier League team relegated as West Brom head to the Championship. We'll be back in a few days. We've got a real busy week of, of Premier League football, so we'll report back to you towards the end of this week. But for now, I'm out. He's Musto, together with the two Robbies. Thanks for watching and listening. Stay safe, stay healthy. It's a good night for me. And it's good night from him. Good night. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. 
So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. 